Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. I feel like we got to add more space. You yeah, know? like it's, it's spacing's natural. I was just thinking about this. And well, today I was watching uh, your movie Sex Review of... Uh, Aquaman The Last Kingdom and apparently mm-hmm. the editing is like almost like a YouTube video or something where like <laughs> you're trying to like edit out all the bl- the blank spaces you can yeah. and like you can like tell that the audio is being edited and mm-hmm. yeah it's very jarring when it happens in a movie mm-hmm. when Jason Momoa is like just be- <laughs> every like pause is being cut out makes yeah. no sense yeah so that's why I, I feel think... like big boy movies we're gonna let things breathe yeah, sometimes we, gotta let we th- might just this, stop talking this is real life you know yeah. you know i want people to know this isn't content you know yeah. this is this is real life yeah you know when you're at a party and you're like talking to someone and you just run out of topics to talk yeah. about and you both kind of just stand there for a second desperately trying to figure out the next like thing this. to say yeah and you know you just maybe sometimes you you're an introvert and you just want to chill for a second you know yeah. just refresh you know, and I like this because, you know, it helps. It helps with the edit. I don't have to edit anything anymore yeah. now. And we kind of just I, I don't have to do work. I yeah. just let it breathe. And, you know, if we lose listeners, we lose. They don't like art. They don't yeah. appreciate real life. Yeah. Straight and up. If they don't appreciate art, then they shouldn't be listening to our podcast. Yeah. We are art only. Obviously, big boy movies, yeah. big boys only. Yeah. Um, and anyone who's not a big boy doesn't understand letting things breathe. Yeah. Uh, now, John, this is our first big boy movies of 2024. Uh, brand wow. new year, fifth year of big boy movies, if you can believe that. That's nuts. I can't believe <laughs> Almost it. Almost unfathomable. I mean, it's kind of nuts to me because, I mean, we took a long break, obviously, after the 2022 biggies. Yeah, yeah. And now we already have to start thinking about the 2024 biggies, mm-hmm. which is not because we, we've had, like, what, two episodes since the 2020, th- 2022 ones? And I'm yeah. like, what the... F- what we were getting yeah, right back into our, our mode immediately. That was our our real artistic pause. Was yes. <laughs> the silence. I had nothing to say. Yeah. Even though there was like a one of the of most insane movies. summers, yeah, yeah. one of the most insane summer blockbusters of all time, and mm-hmm. Oppenheimer and Barbie. And we said, nope, this is the, this yeah. is time for a break. <laughs> we didn't. We're we're against the grain. We don't watch those yeah. silly child movies. COVID finally ended movie wise, but we, we decided <laughs> now big boy. Yeah. Uh, big boy movies is just COVID movies, <laughs> which were arguably the worst years in cinema history. Yeah. So, but that's when we decided. Yeah. This is when we need to do a podcast about movies. Yeah. Listen, we're coming back hot and heavy in 2024. Absolutely. Um, it's the year of the big boy. I've decided. Check wow. your Check your... It's uh, February, so Lunar New Year right now. Mm. Forget your roosters <laughs> and your bulls and your pigs. It's the year of the big, the big yeah. boy. That's what I tell people whenever they're like, are you the year of the rat? What are you? I'm like, the year of the big boy. Oh, yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm the big boy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the Academy has spoken, John. Yep. And, and it's, what have they said? They've said, see, this sucks because it's been two <laughs> weeks and now I don't remember what they've said. I'll tell you what they didn't say. They didn't say Margot Robbie. No. And the world has ended. Yeah. I mean, they technically My did. world's over. My world's over. Yeah. Did that? Well, yeah, I guess they technically did. Produ- she, she gets she a producer produced, nomination. She produced Barbie. Yeah. And did a hell of a job at it. Mm-hmm. So she, she deserves that. But yeah, I got to say... Um, Everyone's upset about that one, including Hillary Clinton, and um, <laughs> deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, just looking at the category, I think she's definitely better than, like, two or three of them. I sh- Let me pull it up so I can remember. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, we, because Greta Gerwig got snubbed again, because 
it was another thing. Little Women, this happened too, where her yeah. movie got nominated for Best Picture, but she didn't yeah, get nominated was, for Best Picture. That was Director. annoying. All right. I'm a little more annoyed by that one. Because, well, God, that was, was that 2018 or 2019? Little Women must have been 2019, I think. God, she just, she needs to like avoid the best years <laughs> the in cinema years, yeah. history. And then maybe she can get not like, I don't know. I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but BB, mm-hmm. he didn't have a great film here. I think this year was really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think it's tough for Greta, but I, I was surprised still because I, mm-hmm. it seemed like she would be in the five. Yeah. She's not in my top five directors. She's in my top 10 probably mm-hmm. of the year, but man. Yeah, that one was rough, but I, I think I, Margot Robbie definitely deserves it over Annette Benning and Carrie Mulligan, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I finally get to talk about Maestro, John. <laughs> We're going to talk about Maestro later, Fucking but I've, I've been dying to, to get this out of my body. Fucking Maestro. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, those are the two big ones that everyone is is complaining about. I'm a big May-December fan, so that was the main one I was complaining. Like, clearly, yeah. clearly that, I mean... We thought it had some steam going. It did not. Yeah. Didn't have any steam. I'm I'm a big Iron Claw boy, and they got oh, yeah. nothing. Yeah, Iron Claw, I wish it, I wish it got stuff. I really do wish yeah. Zach got... I, I don't think I was expecting it to, so I wasn't as upset when it didn't happen, but... Mm-hmm. Zachy, my boy Zachy. He, he did deserved so well. it. He was so good. He was really good. He was really good. I mean, he even... The last scene, well, I mean, this is the Iron, an Iron Claw episode, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about... The last scene, he fucking carries even though there are two pretty bad child performances in the last <laughs> scene i still fucking cried my eyes out because zach yeah killed it you just so. don't look at the children we don't yeah, talk exactly about that. i i closed my ears during the, ch- <laughs> during the <laughs> just watch yeah just watched um yeah i mean it'll it, it almost feels like the academy was like we know oppenheimer's gonna sweep here yeah. they, they just threw darts at a board for the rest of them like yeah that's what it feels like for sure i wish i mean uh, Oppenheimer's great. I wish this year felt more competitive. Yeah. Which is kind of sad to me because this year just has so many banger after banger movies Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, really? It's just like written on the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. this is it. We just know what's going to happen already. Like, that's so sad to me. Yeah. That it's just obvious. It shouldn't be obvious this year, but it feels obvious, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, we'll see. Maybe there'll be some surprises. I still have to see American Fiction. I'm, I'm yeah, excited to see that one, and I've heard good things. It's but, funny. It's yeah. funny. I think there's one uh, one side of the plot is not good, and the other oh, side okay. is good. The social commentary like side plot, or it's not a side plot, it's the main plot, Yeah, is great. Um, I would consider the family plot the side plot, I guess. Okay. But only because I think it's worse. Okay. And has some like cheesy, weird stuff happening that I don't that I don't think is great re- greatly written. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll I'll probably but try and funny. catch that in theaters. So it I'm... is funny. It's fu- it's good to watch in theaters. Mm-hmm. I do like watching comedies in theaters a yeah. lot now. If there's a comedy, I'll usually go watch it. Watched Mean Girls. I didn't laugh once. That was fucking Oof. awful. Yeah, no, I was planning on going to see Mean Girls, and I've only heard bad things. And I was like, you know, I'll just live in my world where there's only one Mean Girls movie. I heard it was bad. And then, like, ten minutes into the movie, I was like, wait, this is actually fucking a trope. This is... <laughs> I, ten minutes in, I'm like, I'm going to have to sit here and, like... Yeah. Base, like, I hate the word cringe, but it was cringe. Like, oh, I man. fucking hate... It was just... I don't know, man. I mean, the musical... The, the reason you make this is because it's now a musical. That's the one differentiating factor. Yeah. And the songs suck ass. They all suck ass. Um, the main girl... Can't remember the actress's name. Yeah. And Gory Rice... 
is not a great singer. And yeah, she's like a Nepo baby or something, right? Yeah, she is. I, I enjoy, just rewatch The Nice Guys. I enjoy her in that movie. Oh, um, was she the little girl? Yeah, she's the oh, little girl. Oh, yeah, nice she's guys. great in that movie. Yeah, she's great in that. Me and Miriam just rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like, because I just needed to, to rinse the taste of Mean Girls out of my mouth because she okay. was really not great in it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are just some weird moments. Lindsay Lohan appears and literally reads a sponsorship out like it's fucking awful really so apparently in the musical there's like a joke how like the mathlete um competition at the end is sponsored by like they make a joke about how it's sponsored by something uh-huh. um and then in this movie they decided to turn it from a joke to an actual sponsorship <laughs> so they got seat geek to, to oh, sponsor no. it and Lindsay Lohan's like welcome to the math competition sponsored by seat geek like not for a joke yeah just straight like, they're just advertising it's a joke it's an awful joke that's so fun <laughs> that like almost turns around to being funny again yeah I know I t- <laughs> and that's her like Lindsay Lohan like reappears as like the yeah. the moderator for that but it's, just it's conceptual it's like funny on a meta level that yeah. they were like so desperate for money <laughs> so <laughs> like, weird I want more movies to do that like yeah in man the fucking next Superman movie James Gunn's <laughs> Superman's just gotta stop in the middle and be like man Subway is so good <laughs> <laughs> Subway's fucking great Lois we gotta Lois. Uh, I mean, speaking of uh, um, the Aquaman review I I watched, apparently that actually does happen. They have Guinnesses all over the place. And then at some point, Aquaman is like, man, I wish I were at home drinking a Guinness right now. (laughs) He actually fucking says that. At home in Atlantis? No, he like has his own home now because he has a baby or some shit. I don't know. He lives with Amber Heard and a baby. They get Guinness down in Atlantis. (laughs) (laughs) Guinness, the official beer of Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I was actually watching a video recently. It was Patrick H. Willems. He did a video Dude, about... I've been binging him. Like, yeah, I know. Did shit. you see the one about, like, movie stars as brands? Yeah. And they talk about, yeah. like, Ryan Reynolds, like, alcohol company that's, yep. like, in a bunch of his movies. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of... Yeah, the that, that video is great. Yeah. Um... But yeah, we uh, we've seen some movies. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a catch up episode. Yeah, because uh, I, I have thoughts about a lot of the movies I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a shit ton. Of, I've already seen twenty two movies this year. So yeah, so I guess since the last time we recorded, we went on like our holiday break, and I would check Letterboxd every so often while I was on break, and I would see your account had like three more movies yeah. on it. I was like, how is this man? I mean, operating at this level we're jobless man then this is <laughs> that's, this is that's true that's me. true i yeah i don't know just at night i'm always i mean me and mariam that's been like our thing lately mm-hmm. is we just want I, I feel like i've seen almost all these movies with mariam yeah made good use of my amca list mm-hmm. especially when there's just a lot there was just a lot of movies to watch in december mm-hmm. whereas this month i i didn't go i think i only went to the movie theater for mean girls i think that was the only time i went oh and american fiction because the rest of the movies now i just want to like I don't know, watching Patrick Patrick H. Williams, he like talks a lot about eighties and nineties movies, and I'm like not well versed in those at all. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm very much a modern cinema guy and two thousands uh guy. So now I'm just now I'm in my phase when uh I wanna like catch up yeah. on some old movies, but it it works out because there's just a bunch of shit movies in theaters right now anyways. Mm-hmm. Um well, I don't know if we'll have time to go through all of yeah, the movies no. that you saw. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Let me talk about Maestro. 
Yeah, let's, sure. Let's please talk about Maestro. Sure. Or as it's I, the last time I'm going to ever talk about yeah. it in my life. Or as I call it, Bradley Cooper desperately tries to win an Oscar. <laughs> it's maybe the most oscar Beatty movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, both in execution and also in the fact that when you watch the credits, it just rolls like directed by Bradley Cooper, starring Bradley Cooper, <laughs> written by Bradley Cooper, produced by Bradley Cooper. And you're like, okay, so he's casting a wide net here. Yeah. He's like, something's got to stick with the Academy here. Yeah, he, he did a Star is Born, and that was his takeaway. That was his favorite part, was mm-hmm. like the thrill of trying to win an Academy Award. <laughs> Wasn't making like, uh, people like that movie. I think the last yeah. act kind of is not my favorite, but I still think it, the first act's fucking great. And for some reason, he did not, the thing that resonated with him most was getting attention from the Academy. So his next movie, he was like, well, I'm going to double down on that aspect. Yeah. He's got to chase the dragon. He's like, okay, like biopic about a real person. Yeah. Hyper dramatic, full of like big emotional scenes where he can act as hard as he can. Yeah. Uh, artsy, like interpretive dance moments. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the end, it becomes euphoria for a minute. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to talk specifically, especially about your review, which yeah. is something I agreed with. What is my review again? It's that Tar could beat the shit out oh, of this yeah. guy, <laughs> which is like so wild. Like, I, I almost feel like if Maestro were a better movie, this would be a perfect double feature with Tar. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like <laughs> the movie begins with this quote where Bradley's like, now they can't criticize me. And the quote is... I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like, you know, art is is full of contradictions or whatever. Yeah. Like life is full of contradictions, yeah, that, and yeah. you, where where you find the intersection is where the art comes from, and it's like. It, it's to say that Leonard Bernstein cheated on his wife constantly yeah. with young men. Yes. And that's okay. That's I art. Get, that's <laughs> art. That's literally it. <laughs> and so I'm just like, this whole movie, I'm thinking about Tar, and I'm like, Tar is literally about this exact same character. True. You know, a, does everything in music, award-winning composer, conductor, musician. Cheats on her wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it habitually cheats with younger, impressionable gay. people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so it, it's like just the like, same character. This movie is like celebrating that, whereas Tar is like, this is what consequences look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I, it's just watching this movie, and I'm like, am I supposed to be happy for this guy? Yeah, I don't know. He clearly had. That's that's my biggest complaint is he didn't have much to say yeah. about Leonard Bernstein besides just like look at his life I, yeah. I think he was scared to say anything bad about him yeah it's one of those things where like if you want to make a movie about him and focus on the genius aspect like this is the guy who gave us West Side Story yeah. and like all this incredible music of course um, and like that would be a perfectly interesting movie but he decided that this movie has to be about Leonard Bernstein's marriage yeah. um, which is where you get all of the infidelity and all of the like problematic stuff mm-hmm. and it, it just it's just weird to watch because especially in a post tar world yeah where you're like oh this guy does like all the stuff that we've all agreed is like not cool um and at the end i guess we just give him a pass because he's the the genius composer or whatever yeah he needs to be composing monster hunter world at the end of this i know that's the fucking (laughs) well he shouldn't be composing monster hunter world because that game legitimately has a yeah, fantastic true, soundtrack true. um but tar composed obviously <laughs> yeah well she she was just conducting oh, yeah, the tar, tour which like yeah okay she that's a actually. fitting punishment yeah. for tar <laughs> just conducting the tour yeah um 
Yeah, I wonder like if Tar didn't exist, what we would have thought of Maestro because I was constantly comparing it to Tar. I was like, yeah. there was a better movie with the same exact character mm-hmm. from last year that yeah. I watched. So. Yeah, it, it was it was just weird. It, um, and me and me and our friend Mariah, we've been talking about Maestro a lot, um, and she liked it a lot for the acting, which I think is fair. Like, yeah. he does act very. I well. do think he does well, and there's, um, the, I mean, the conducting scene is really fucking good. I actually like that. But scene. but we've just been constantly joking about Leonard Bernstein. Now we went to Disneyland recently, and there's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride mm-hmm. where like at, in the queue, like Rocket will appear and like tell you about the mission. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those unfamiliar, in the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, uh, you have to help the Guardians escape from like the Collector or whatever. And Rocket, a little Rocket animatronic shows up, and he's like, you guys got to get in the gantry so you can scan your hands and help me save them, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he comes down, and Ryan's like, oh my god, it's Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's I so just cool. imagined like an accurate Leonard Bernstein animatronic <laughs> popping up, and he's like, are there any nice young men who could help me out? <laughs> he's so... <laughs> like, guys, no! Disney is gonna do this. This is yeah. gonna be their next ride. Yeah, so anytime we talk about Bradley Cooper now, it's just about him having sex with young men yep of course the last thing i'll say about maestro is there's a scene in maestro at the end after his wife has died and he's like doing his like guest teaching thing at some university and there's the song uh end of the world as we know it by rem um but they they play it exactly for as long as they say the name Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. So you kind of hear it fading and goes, Leonard Bernstein, and then the song cuts off. Yeah, 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 I remember <laughs> this. Was like, they literally, the only reason that song is in the scene is because they say his name yeah. at one point. Yeah. I, I, I love their commitment to being like, we don't really care about the song. We just need to prove that his name was in a song. Yeah, that means that he's he, he has an impact, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Cooper's like... I just, I want that more in movies, like yeah. if a famous person's name is in a song. Yeah, we need like footnotes. We need a, like a list of everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of his achievements at the end. They please. play the exact two seconds of the song where Leonard their name is mentioned, Bernstein. and then they stop. <laughs> yep, then stop. Yeah. Well, that's all we needed the song for, yep. so might as well stop it. Yep. Good directing, Bradley. Too much money. REM's bleeding us dry. Good choice, Brett. (laughs) Netflix is like, nope, you have to stop it right here, or else it's going to be too much. We spent so much on that fake nose. (laughs) We we have no more money. (laughs) Please, please, Bradley, please. Yeah, Maestro. Yeah. What a fucking movie. Yeah. Oscars. What the hell? That's the biggest snub. Is they put him in so much? I mean, he did it. Like he was correct in what he did. <laughs> um, but I'm mad about it because I didn't like it very much. Yeah, no, it's definitely not that. It's it is the there's always an Oscar bait movie of the year. Kenneth Kenneth Branagh did that one year with Oh yeah uh, with Belfast with Belfast. Yeah. We always got that one. But Both we, of them black and white. Black yeah. and white. This is the key mm-hmm. to an Oscar bait movie. But we got to rep our, our boy Kenny B. Of course, you Kenny know, B is on. He can do no fire. wrong. He can never do. I mean, I love Belfast at this <laughs> yeah. point. It's, Listen, it's legendary. We, we considered briefly to rename this the Belfast Podcast. Yeah, the Belfast Boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do it in Belfast from now on. Yeah. So we're moving. Mm-hmm. We're, we're joining the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> we love Kenny B. Yeah. So good. I mean, I think he's about to have a great year, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he will at the biggies. Oh, God. We need to get him on this oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Could <nice>. you imagine? <laughs> After years of like, we have a whole award dedicated yeah. to you. You gotta <laughs> come on. He thinks we legit love him. Yeah. <laughs> just, I love Kenneth. Yeah. I mean, nothing will be better when we gave that award to his archival footage in the Harry Potter yeah, documentary. Yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> he was great in that movie. Oh, yeah. Love that documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um. All right. What's What's another movie we can talk about? Let's talk about the one that you saw that I didn't. Okay. Um. Time to go down this freaking huge ass list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could talk about like. Let me talk about like Miyazaki a bit. Oh yeah. Well, we can both talk about that. Yeah. Um. There's a movie we can both talk about, but mm-hmm. I have been so I've all, all before this year. I guess yeah. Before 2023, I had only seen Spirited Away, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and then with a new one coming out, I was like, well, I, it's time. Mm-hmm. I got to start binging these Miyazaki movies. Yeah. And my God, I am fucking in love with this guy now. And I'm in love with his movies. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, it feels like the more and more movies I watch, the more and more I like just want to bump every single one of them to five stars on my letterbox. I'm yeah. just like, wait, this guy is low key. Just one of the best directors of all time. This is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've seen, basically I've watched all of them except Porco Rosso, Castle in the Sky, and then um, uh, Princess Mononoke, which is the one big one I gotta watch still. Yeah. But man, holy fuck, they're so good. The only one I thought was like fine was Howl's Moving Castle, um, which I just, I think the last act just kind of stumbles in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is, well, I really like The Boy and the Heron. That's one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. But The Wind Rises is my favorite. It's just probably one of the most beautiful movies I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. And if it was his last movie, it would have been like a perfect fucking last movie. The Boy and the Heron's also a great last movie if it's his last movie. But I think The Wind Rises is just in a, an amazingly beautiful movie. Like, holy shit. Yeah. We'll see if he's finally done. He's yeah. always saying he's done. I think he's already. I think there's another movie he's oh, getting okay. ready for already. I think that was the news is that yeah. he's he's already like starting a new movie. So well, he's not done. You can't stop that man. No, and yeah. he shouldn't stop. Just keep going. My thing with Miyazaki is I I do like really like him. I saw a lot of his movies when I was a very young child. Yeah, and a lot of his movies like a child cannot process. I agree. Um, so I, I remember just being like these are weird and and leaving yeah. it at that. But I I do want to watch them now again as an adult to like actually like understand what's going on yeah i'd like having i think if ponyo was like one of the first miyazaki movies i watched i think i would have been weirded out yeah. but it's that was the latest one i've watched is ponyo and i fucking like just love yeah. it i think that's the first movie i will show my kid is mm-hmm. pon is ponyo because yeah. that fuck and not cars no not cars. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to, to a friend of the podcast charlie but not cars yeah. two or cars three or cars yeah. Um, his favorite series. Mm-hmm. I finally, uh, brief tangent, I finally went on the Cars ride at Disneyland. Oh, yeah? You haven't it's, been on? No. Holy shit. Have you been on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it's well, good. It's because I, I go with friends who, like, um, get me in for free. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, no, I've only gone for free, too. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> so uh, a lot of the time, we'll get the, like, Genie Plus and whatever to, like, get the fast yeah. passes. And they're always like, the Cars ride's fun, but it's not worth the wait. Yeah. Because it's a I very, agree. like, low-capacity ride, and the queue is really long. Yep. Um, but we went recently, and we're like, fuck it. Let's let's do the Cars ride. And it's it was fun. We won the race. We beat a Congrats. stupid little kid who yeah, was in guy. the car next to us, which was He's pretty just great. just crying after. Yeah. It's like, fuck. <laughs> it was just funny because it was a car full of adults. And then, because in the Cars ride, you're at the end, two cars race yeah. each other, and one wins. And it was us, the car full of adults, and then, like, a car of a family with, like, a little kid. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if we should have won that race, <laughs> but, you know, we smoked him. There's some guy deciding who wins the races, and he 
he's like, fuck, he hates kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, these the, the cars without kids, they win. Yeah, they got to they gotta learn early. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't first, you're it's last. The, it's the dad Turkey from Iron Claw. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck, they hired him. To operate the cars, right? <laughs> his son abandoned him, so he has nothing left. Yeah, it's his <laughs> retirement job. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, we were talking about Miyazaki. Um let me talk about a movie that I know you've seen, but I watched for the first time recently, uh, Prisoners. Ah, oh, yes, Prisoners. I'm, I'm trying to clear the Denny yeah, docket. clear it, baby. Um, I've, I'm pretty clear. I know. I, I love Denny. I, um, Serena's very mixed on Denny. She's yeah. not a big Dune fan. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. watched Blade Runner with me, which I love. Um, Blade Runner's But she's, she gets aggravated by how slowly Ryan Gosling walks through that whole movie. He does walk slowly. Which, like, Has she seen the original Blade Runner? I think maybe. Okay. Because that's know. a key. I don't know. I feel like you got to see the original to understand yeah. why the second one is the way it is. Yeah. I mean, like, I can agree with her. Because, like, if you really sit there and think about it, like, he walks really slowly in that movie. I mean, the whole the Blade Runner ser- series is about things that are just fucking slow. slow. Yeah. Everyone's just being slow for um, some reason. But she really likes Arrival. Um, yeah, great movie. I can't remember if we've watched others. But yeah, I was like, let's finally watch Prisoners. I haven't seen it. And I know it's good. It and is banger. Yeah, that, that really so good. Poor Paul Dano. Yeah. Just cannot catch a break. <laughs> Paul. I like that movie has a great twist. I don't even know if I'll spoil it here, but it was one of those things by like the time you finally connect the dots in your head, you're, you're like, oh shit. And then the reveal happens. Yeah. It's like very satisfying to have it like happen exactly at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's Hugh Jackman is such a good actor. Yeah, he's really good. Um, he needs to be in more shit. Yeah, he you know he's been tied down with Wolverine. Of course, now he needs the paycheck, mm-hmm. so he's doing Deadpool three, which I'm still mad about. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, no, Hugh Jackman. I know he loves musicals, but get that man in more dramatic roles. Like, yeah, he's so good. Oh, he's fucking great. And obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal is great, but he's a crazy person. So yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is crazy as shit. Um, but yeah, he's great in that. Yeah, also good in Enemy and other Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, movie. yeah, I gotta, I gotta get Enemy and Sicario, and then I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, oh, and Sundays. You gotta watch Sundays. Oh, and Sundays. Everyone okay, always yeah. forgets in Sundays, but it's fucking. Yeah. It might be his best. Yeah, I gotta so do that. I'll, I'll try and clear. Although Dune Two is coming out pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I gotta rewatch Dune with Miriam because uh, it's my fault that Miriam has not watched Dune. I was like, oh, just yeah. wait until the second one because did, it's, did we see that together? I think we saw I Dune think, Part One together. Okay, yeah. I think, me, I think it was me and you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one's coming out this month. I think this yeah. is the end of the end of February. That's crazy. Jeez, yeah. I think because they had to move it around because yeah. of the strike. Such but... a weird date, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's never movies at the end of February. But Dune, Dune said we'll take that yeah. spot. Are you gonna be fucking the popcorn bucket? No, I, no. I decided that I won't fuck the popcorn okay. bucket this this time. But I probably won't. But I there's gonna be people in the theater fucking the bucket. Yeah, you know? there's gotta be. I mean, it's cl- it's bad for eating popcorn. I mean, yeah, I can't I, imagine putting my hand in there trying to get popcorn. It would out of just it. It sounds be awful. Such a, it's like a lot of theme park talk. Did you know the part on the mummy roller coaster at Universal where it has the little thing that smacks your legs? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be like bugs. I feel like it'd be like that every time you're trying to get popcorn. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's just like an unpleasant experience. Yeah, like I don't want to put my hand in the sandworm's mouth that's not i see a sandworm i want to ride it i want to ride that thing i don't want to put my hand in its mouth no so i don't want any part of me in its mouth no no i I would appreciate just staying away from its mouth Mm -hmm. um but i want to watch timmy ride some sandworms yeah so show me some of that yeah first movie didn't have 
enough sort of sandworm and i'm hoping this one really ups the ante on it yeah exactly i mean it's it's a part one part two so this is this is make or break right here if it's bad i hate part one now yeah i have to move down part ones apparently there's gonna be a part three what the fuck why (laughs) i I think he said i think denis recently said he's like yeah i'm gonna do three dunes and then i'm done just move on denis no he's (laughs) gotta he's gotta make that money come on this is the 2020s just gonna be denis dune decade i'm gonna be so pissed he had such a good 2010 like those 2010s are insane and he had like seven movies in 2010 in the 2010s and he's now now he's just like no i'm just gonna do dune for 10 years you know every great director eventually unless you're like christopher nolan or quentin tarantino eventually the studio is going to be like do the ip movies we'll pay you way more money do the ip movies please there doesn't oh my god yeah i'm now i'm mad all right i'm now i'm i'm gonna hate part two (laughs) because it's gonna be another half of a movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> the, the title sequence is going to say part two out of three. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you go to see Dune part three, the title card is going to say part three and have a question mark on part the end. Th- <laughs> part like, three? Was that not part three? <laughs> <laughs> the next one reveals that was part four. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> part three? Who knows? Was that yeah. it? <laughs> the, the very end, because the title card says Dune part four. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't even know there was a time jump. What? Yeah. What's happening? No wonder Timothy Chalamet looks so old. He's <laughs> just fucking old as shit. Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe wow. they recast him with Michael Caine. That's pretty wild. <laughs> That's, yeah, that'd be great. Denise, yeah. Denise going to have a great decade if yeah, he does he's that. He's on another level. Right <laughs> he's thinking outside the box. Um. Okay. Uh,. What should we talk about next? I want to talk about Gran Turismo because this was oh, a please, movie yeah. featured in the Biggies. Oh yeah, it's it was Charlie's Biggie Award winner. And honestly, the last I okay maybe Charlie before he's he predicted that the last act, the last race was going to be fucking great because mm-hmm. it was it was okay. really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and if the whole movie was edited like that, man, would have been a banger. Mm-hmm. But the whole beginning of the movie is edited, uh, like I mentioned, with Aquaman, like a YouTube video. Like, <laughs> like oh, they're no. just cutting out the filler parts or some shit. Yeah. Even though it's a movie and there's no such thing as a fucking filler part. Yeah. The races are like cut like so quickly. Like each race is just like one tiny little moment or some fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Like it's, it's like they're just trying they're trying to speed through to get to the last race and i'm like no just like show me the race like just show me the action and shit Mm. don't just skip all this like this part's important too yeah um and obviously it's like it's kind it's a kind of an esports movie obviously oh yeah um and we're two esports bit two it's esports big boys over here Mm -hmm. and i mean it kind of i mean it kind of got close <laughs> it's, yeah. I gave it two and a half, but oh, it's okay. literally only like only because of the last act. The first two acts are edited so jarring and poorly. And man, I can't believe Neil Bloomkamp like directed this movie either. It's he's shocking. kind of had a steady decline since yeah. District Nine, which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, he's definitely had a steady District Nine. Good. Chappie, I enjoyed. I had fun with. Chappie but I, was fine. I can admit that it's not a great movie. I yeah. just was entertained by it. Elysium, also fine. Yeah, but I, I don't know. He doesn't... He never edited. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This editing is just, like, so bad that I'm like... He just doesn't want to... It doesn't seem like he wants to direct this yeah. movie right now. Yeah. Um, it seems like he doesn't like what's happening on screen, and mm-hmm. he's bored, and he wants to edit through it. Yeah. Which is annoying. So, sorry, Charlie. 
Top Gun Maverick still I an know. amazing pick, but I mean, with a with a called shot like Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> that was nuts. <laughs> I don't know how you'll ever top that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're making another Top Gun now, so yeah, but he can't pick it again. I know now that's it's, true. Now yeah. it's too obvious. It's yeah. like it'll probably be good. Tom Cruise is still good. He's good at making movies, mm-hmm. so now our trust is, has been restored in him. Mm-hmm. So that's it's just not a bold prediction anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll have to see what it, what Charlie taps in with this year. Yeah. Um, another movie that pissed me off was Leave the World Behind on Netflix. That yeah, I have you heard of that? Heard I, it's that it's one? Obama's movie. So, yeah, and I know you're a big Republican. So yeah, it was so already, I immediately went in. and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna hate this movie because yeah. Obama made it. Yeah, he made it with his own two hands. <laughs> he made it with his bare freaking hands. Yeah. So what's funny about Leave the World Behind? I hadn't watched it because I heard it was bad. Um, but there was one like YouTuber that I follow on Twitter that was like, Oh my God, Leave the World Behind is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. And like all Did this he also stuff make the so movie. Cool. <laughs> no, no, he was just like, I mean, I guess I can say it. It's not like he's a private figure. It was Greg Miller. Oh, Greg know, Miller. Like kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Who's not like, I mean, I guess he's not really a movie guy. Yeah. Um, but it was just so random. Because like a lot of the times Greg Miller and that kind of funny gang, they get paid a lot to yeah, yeah. tweet about movies. Um, but they'll always say like hashtag ad. Yeah, I didn't like, get paid for this one though. Yeah, <laughs> just, he, he was just he just came likes. out here and was like, "Oh my god, leave the world behind." Um, I think it's like a movie that if you don't watch movies that often, you can be like kind of tricked into liking because I think I don't know. They do a very good job at making things seem very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. At you being like, "What's going on here?" It's like a big mystery suspense thing where you're just like, "What the f-? like?" Strange things are happening. You're like, "What's happening?" Yeah. But the payoff is so fucking bad and anticlimactic <laughs> yeah. that like it would be a fine movie if they didn't like build up the suspense. Like they were too focused on building up the suspense and making you just being like, what the fuck's happening? Like, yeah. oh, my God, that when it's something so disappointing and just like boring, mm-hmm. it's you, you're pissed. You're just like, what? That's it. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and like the ending of this movie would have could have been good in another movie. Yeah. Um, spoilers for Leave the World Behind. I imagine you don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But there's one little girl in it who, like, the thing is, she really likes fucking friends. She likes friends, the show. Oh, the show Friends. The show Friends. She likes fucking her friends. No, she, <laughs> the show Friends. And she, they're on vacation, and she's she's down to the last episode of Friends, and then, like, the fucking internet goes out, um, and mm. and she can't watch the last episode. She didn't download it because she's an idiot. Yeah. Um. And that's her whole plot line is being like, God, I just want to watch Friends. And she's on the iPad the whole <laughs> time. That is an incredible. Yeah. Just like, I need to line. see what happens to like Ross and Rachel and all these people. I would love a post apocalyptic movie like The Road or something, <laughs> something like really grim and dark. But the main character the whole time is just mad that yeah. they, they can't see the end of Friends. Yeah. But the ending is like, she like finds this like fucking bunker in this house and it has a fucking insane dvd collection finds friends pops it in and finally gets to watch the end of friends which on paper is a good movie if i wasn't immensely pissed off (laughs) by the fact that the reveal is so anticlimactic that you think like you think the movie's not done Mm -hmm. you think that wasn't the climax yeah because you're like oh that was like that reveals so fucking dumb yeah. Uh, that can't be just it, right? I mean, we'll, we'll tag spoilers. Please tell me what it is. The, the, it's just that the U.S. is go, being attacked oh. by another country. That's it. Oh. <laughs> that, okay. That they're going to go to war or something. I don't know. Like, that's it. It's just like one of the final scenes is like, 
it's is um them like seeing the new york city skyline like being just like attacked oh and <laughs> i don't know it's there's so many supernatural things happening that you like think like oh it's like aliens or like mm-hmm. some insane shit yeah like and then it's Twilight just like shit. it's just war there's gonna be a war <laughs> yeah and then they have like a big conversation and then we see the girl watch friends and then credits roll and you're like oh wow <laughs> yeah you're like oh it's just there's gonna be a war yeah. right <laughs> well it's it's the prequel to alex garland's civil war uh, obviously yeah. <laughs> that'd be a great way better review yeah um yeah leave and the then, world behind see, part one part at the end of soon. alex garland's civil war they're gonna cut back to that girl and she's just finished breaking bad <laughs> <laughs> wow that was great <laughs> she's still in her bunker yeah still in the bunker um, um but yeah that movie the ending pissed me off so hard okay i mean but it's like a movie that i could see just people who don't watch movies that much being like oh my god like yeah. that was sick like so suspenseful mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i guess we don't have to talk too much about civil war on top of just like we can talk about it later. We, we haven't <laughs> we haven't talked about it too much. I just want to like I'm just so curious. Like, who is this for? I guess I don't know. Well, who who is men for? I don't know. Who, I, that's I mean, also true. That's a good point. <laughs> Alex Garland's just making movies now that he's like I don't know who this is for, but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna make it. He's he's. It feels like he's like I got something to say. Yeah. And then you watch the movie, and you're like. He doesn't really well, have anything yeah. to say. <laughs> I think that's the point of <laughs> of men is just like, yeah. look at this hot topic. Yep. I got nothing to say about it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing about Civil War. He's gonna yeah. be like American politics. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm you not American. Figure that out. <laughs> I'm not American. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking know anything about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's just. It feels like he's just tricking people to get into th- come into theaters. Like yeah. people like th- people like sexism movies. I'll make that. Yeah. And then he's like, "Fuck you guys! I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't ask me." People, the Republicans and Democrats are going to war, but I, I don't know how to fucking fix yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Except in the movie, they're not. Yeah, they're not. It's it's, it's, it's purely sci-fi thing. movie. Yeah. Which I don't know. That aspect makes me excited about it, but I don't know how they. I don't know. Alex Garland's good at sci-fi. Yeah. So. I, my thing is like. It's it's smart to not do Democrats versus Republicans because you don't want this movie to turn into just like Fox News culture yeah. war like nonsense. There's no way he could nail that. Um, but like at the same time, it's like America is in a very bad state at the moment. Yeah, and I don't know if a movie being like, but what if a civil war <laughs> happened? Is is everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's that's what's going to get yeah. me into the movies right there's now. Just, there's extra context. Like watching it, there's just going to be too much context going out of my head of what's happening yeah. in real life that I can't like, I'm not going to be able to separate it from the movie. Yeah. Which also, that's going to be tough for him to overcome too. So yeah, yeah I agree. I don't, I don't know if people are going to see civil war unless mm-hmm. it gets good. I don't know how many people saw yeah. men to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think people go to the movies to see Alex Garland movies anymore. Yeah. Which is kind of, he could have gone on a completely different route after Ex Machina, but then he went to Annihilation, which is just like straight art, like yeah. fucking the general audience would not like that at all. Yeah. It, so It's like good sci-fi. Um, but ever since Annihilation, I feel like it, he did men, he did that like TV show that I didn't watch. Um, so yeah, and now they're kind of, it feels like A24 is kind of banking on this to be their first like summer blockbuster in a way Uh, okay so this is like their blockbuster initiative this This is is where it begins yeah this is a24 being like we can also do like big action movies oh um yeah i'm not about that just yeah yeah, just stay in your lane a24 you're really good at what you do yeah (laughs) you don't have to like move into some other genre real quick um but yeah i guess what (sighs) 
we can talk about another movie now. Did you eat your phone? I didn't. I sat. Oh, okay, cool. Um, um, another movie. Another world. Should we talk about poor things? Yeah, we could talk about poor things. Okay. Um, so, I guess... I know everyone loves this movie. I went on Letterboxd and everyone universally loves this movie. So fuck you, BB. I know. Get out. I understand that I'm wrong here. Get. And here's the thing. There are parts of poor things that I genuinely loved. I was like, this is genius. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like beautifully shot and the production design's incredible. And a lot of the themes are like super on point and super interesting. Mark Ruffalo is hilarious in this movie. My God, what a performance. Um, I didn't know he could do that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's so know. funny hearing the stories of him on set. Like, apparently the whole time on set, he was just like, I don't know if I'm right for this. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can and do he it. he fucking kills it. Yeah. And then he, he's like the best part of the movie. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Um, and Emma Stone's incredible, too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, That's just implied. It's, it's one of those things where I saw with a very large group of women... Um, and there's a lot of like weird, uncomfortable sex in this movie. There is. D- to the point where it was, there was a point where I was like, okay, I think we got it. <laughs> and, and then it kept going. And I was like, I don't, they I have don't, sex, I don't know if we need this. Cause like, I get what he's going for. Um, but at the same point, I wonder if it's in the book. Oh, is this based off of yeah, a book? Yeah, it's based off a of book. Oh, okay. Well, that changes things too. Um, yeah, but I don't know if it's in the book or not. But it's probably in the book. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm like, uh, um, there. I think it was the point where they lost me where the dude comes in to have sex in front of his sons. That was so fucking crazy. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that was the point. I mean, I that's like, not real. Like, no one would ever do that shit. I feel like if anyone th- th- I think someone would. Oh, so God. My, my thing is like, this to me feels like a fetish film. That's that's to me like there, this is like Nick Yorgos has that fetish. I don't know if he has that <laughs> fetish. I I think that like whether it's intentional or not, this feels like a beautifully written, directed, very expensive fetish film. Yeah, where there because someone is getting off to the idea of an adult woman with the brain of a baby yeah. having lots of enthusiastic sex on camera. Ew with everything exposed to you and in that context the movie's very uncomfortable to watch yeah i agree um, and so it's a tough plot de- <laughs> it's a tough plot device because i i was pretty uncomfortable with it at first until like i thought about why it made sense i guess like anat like the anatomy made sense to me where like oh i guess our brains would grow really fucking fast if it had more space to grow uh, in our heads i guess i mean like because the first time she has sex, she is, I think, effectively a toddler. Yeah, maybe. I, she grows really fucking fast. I don't know how, like, by the end of the movie, she is... She's an adult. She's yeah. a full adult. And, like, by the time she's working in the the brothel or whatever, like, she's de- her brain is clearly, like, developed to the point where, like, she can have informed consent and all that. Yeah. Um, but it, it is those early scenes, like... And, you know, I understand, like, kids do find out about sex really fast, even if they're, um... It's like, still uncomfortable, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're, they're very was, young. Yeah, and like, I thought it was... That was the one part I kept before. I was like, it's weird, by the way. That's yeah. the part I'm talking about. Like, yeah. the beginning of the movie, especially, like, since it happens at the beginning, and you're just being thrown into this world, and you're like, oh, this baby is discovering masturbation right now yes, in front exactly. of me. Like, holy shit, that's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> and off-putting. Um, and so there, there was that, like... that was just the hurdle I couldn't quite get over which makes sense for me I was just like someone is getting off to this right now I literally told like my mom and brother were gonna go see this movie together I was like 
don't do that. Like, I think yeah. my I yeah, think yeah. my brother Alex will like this movie. He ended up not going because I told mm-hmm. him not to. Yeah. But I don't know. If, I don't think my mom will like this movie. Yeah. Um. So I was like, there's a lot of sex. I don't think I would see this with you, mom. Yeah. Like, I don't think you should go see it. it and, and it's not just a lot of sex. It's a lot of, like, graphic. Yeah. Like, they don't hide it at all kind of sex. Absolutely. Like, Emma Stone is completely nude, like, mm-hmm. doing the sex. She's having sex. Um, and we could tell. Yeah. So that that I think was what kind of took me out of it, just in the idea of like child sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that's fair. <laughs> and the like brothel stuff where it's like, I, I don't even have an issue if her character's like working in a brothel and like learns about the world. It was more like there were some parts of the brothel where I was like, I don't feel like we're learning anything here, especially the part with the two kids. Yeah. Where it's like, this just feels like yeah. or, fetish shit. <laughs> yeah, or we're just not learning anymore. Then we already are learning about Be- how much men kind of suck in yeah. this person's life. But, and, and like, I can understand coming from perspective of like, this guy is deranged and he clearly gets off on having sex in front of his children. Yeah. But Emma Stone's character is also like kind of enthusiastically yeah. participating where she's like telling them about yeah. it and like having them take notes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So clearly you're not mature enough to understand what's going on yeah. here. No. Which again takes me back to like sex with a child. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly not. <laughs> I mean, she's not emotionally mature at all yeah. <laughs> throughout this whole movie until the end. Yeah. Um, which she has to go through some actual like traumatic rough shit mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when she realizes when she finally grows up I guess yeah so that was my main thing but there is a lot more to talk about this movie besides that that I think is really really good oh yeah um, all the performances Willem Dafoe it was born to play many roles and this was yeah, one this of them this is one of them for sure Willem's so good in this um, in this movie it was funny because when you saw it you warned me because you know I don't like gross out stuff yeah and you're like oh there's a lot of gross stuff in this movie Willem Dafoe blows gas bubbles <laughs> which honestly I thought was actually pretty funny it was it was the surgery stuff yeah that's that, kind of gross that got me which I wish you had warned me about more. Uh, okay sorry <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's fine I, I covered my eyes a little bit yeah. just in like I just thought his character was like the gross because he's just pure like science surgery guy who yeah, just yeah. fucking will he doesn't give a he has no feelings about body parts so he thinks they're fucking cool yeah no and we think they're gross he'll play around with body parts he'll fucking yeah give he, surgery to everything he's like completely fascinated by the human yeah. body and has no emotional attachment to it whatsoever which like obviously you would have to to be the guy who puts the brain of a fetus yeah. into an adult woman. exactly um that, that stuff grosses me out too i hate yeah. surgery i hate whenever i see like people cutting skin uh, in a movie like i have to look away yes yeah, i hate that shit yeah that's the thing that i can't stand mm-hmm. um which is why the movie raw is rough for me yeah um margaret Querley just shows up at yeah. one point she's great yeah she's good i mean she's just a baby yeah. but <laughs> um yeah, recently found out her and uh, Jack Antonoff are married. Oh. The guy from uh, who does Taylor Swift songs and from Bleachers. Oh, okay. And they have a they have he has a new song he wrote about her and she's in the music video and mm. I fucking love it. Like it's so good. Oh, I'll she directed the music video. <laughs> I think uh, I want them to be the next Gerwig Bombback combo right there. Go do it. I thought you meant Taylor Swift for a second. Oh no. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Don't involve Taylor Swift in movies, please. I mean, she she had her big movie moment last year. Yeah, didn't get her. Did it get her a nomination? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, she's coming for it though. You can feel it. That's. I think yeah. she's going for the egot. She's going for the egot. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, she might. I could see that. 
I, I she think wants it all. She Taylor wants, Swift has consumed. She's the tar of our generation. <laughs> That'd be crazy that would be pretty wild. That would be. <laughs> she's like tre- based... cheating on Travis Kelsey with a bunch of other women. <laughs> oh, wow. There apparently was something recently where Taylor Swift had to come out and be like, guys, I'm not gay. <laughs> really? <laughs> Please stop saying that I'm gay. <laughs> oh, God. There's a, parent, there's a group, there's a subsect of Swifties called Gaylers. Oh. Um, and they are adamant that she is secretly gay. Wow. Um, she had to be like, stop. <laughs> and, and recently, yeah, on one of her new albums or something, she was just like... <laughs> on a song. Or, I, I don't or think just it was like a song. an interlude. She's <laughs> yeah. just like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, no. She's I pissed. think it was like so, like maybe written in her album or it was like an uh, interstitial where she was just like, I can't hang out with any of my female friends without people saying I'm gay. Yeah. Um, they're not going to stop. But yeah. Yeah. They'll never stop. Maybe she is. Maybe she's Tar. Maybe, Maybe her real name she's is secretly Tar. Todd Field's like this was actually <laughs> based off a real person. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Field comes out. And he's like, I knew all along. <laughs> Taylor Swift with a with an accent over the A. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor Swift. Um. But yeah, the, you should talk about poor things. I've talked way too much. About um. It. <laughs> Yeah, Poor Things is, I mean, uh, set design also is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Beautiful sets in this movie. What else? I, it's it's def, it's up there for one of my favorite Yorgos's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much else I have to, how much else I have to say about it. I, I mean, um, I usually hate one-liner letterbox reviews, but I do think Barbie for Depressed People is a great letterbox review about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. It is yeah. Barbie for depressed people. Mm. Um, it's weird and amazing. And it's just everything I want out of it. It's like peak Yorgos. I feel like it's just everything I want yeah. out of a Yorgos movie. Just a weird Greek man. Just a weird Greek man doing weird fucking things. Yeah. And him and Emma are going to be back together for the next movie. So oh, okay. keep going. They, yeah. they, I mean, they're just great. Maybe that's the next Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig, and Emma Stone. Yeah, even though they are not romantically involved with each other at all, no, they are just creative partners. Yeah, don't want to start that rumor on Big Boy. Movies. No, not at all. They are not romantically yeah. involved. Kenneth Branagh comes on here like, oh, they're, I heard they're romantically involved. <laughs> Kenneth <laughs> Branagh and Big Boy movies is the next <laughs> Gerwig Bombback duo. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. We're going to make some great movies yeah. together. Well, that's going to be our first, our directorial debut is going to be with Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> as, as the star. Yeah. We need him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I don't got, I mean, the month of January has just been a bunch of like old movies, mm-hmm. rewatches. Um, also, so all, all of us strangers, which is a crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Society of the Snow, which is an Oscar-nominated movie as well, which I didn't like as much as everyone else likes, but it is a crazy true story. That true oh, okay. story is crazy. Saw Edward Scissorhands for the first time. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, rewatched rewatched Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Great movie, fantastic. I think if comedy movies kept going on. I don't think I would have liked them as much when I rewatched. Like rewatching them just made me be like, okay, this is these movies define like a generation of movies that just don't exist anymore, and yeah. that bumps them up stars. Like, oh, the, okay, yeah. like if those kind of movies kept going, they probably would have just melded in with the pack a little bit more, and someone would have topped them or something like that. But yeah. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are just like the peak of that two thousands era, which I think. On paper, the 2000s era is pretty shit. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Like, maybe one of the worst decades in movie history. Mm. Like, if I showed my children those movies, they'd be like, what the fuck is this <laughs> shit? But I do miss 
just talking to Miriam, I, I miss comedy that isn't like the self-aware snarky comedy. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I'm so sick of self-aware comedy. I'm over it. Like mm-hmm. watch rewatching these movies. We even watched the mask of Zorro last night, which is like pure nineties action adventure and the mummy. Mm-hmm. And they're both just like, like we had an era in two thousands where it was, and, and the 2010s where it was like, you make fun of all those plot beats and you make you, yeah. you're, you're aware that it's been done before and you tell the audience that. Yeah. But I just miss just, that i just miss yeah. the movies being genuine and just doing it and not like dungeons and dragons is a good example of a movie that did that this yeah year, that's true where they just they don't point out like oh we're doing this cliche thing we've done mm-hmm. a million times everybody and it's like shut yeah. the fuck it's just, just do a, it i don't care if it's, it's good, a fantasy it's good. adventure yeah if it's good it's i'll like it you don't have to like be embarrassed by yeah. by your movie right no, now. i mean that is a really good point especially i feel like with Ryan and Reynolds being like one of the yeah. bigger movie stars these days, that's like his brand that is, is like the self-aware. Brand. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with that. I do. I do very much miss sincerity in movies. Yeah. I think we're, we're going to get back to that, especially now. I think people really want like just nice, sincere things. Like yeah. I, it, the world is so shitty right now that yeah, exactly. people are going to want their movies to be a little bit more optimistic. It definitely seems like there's been a bump of them recently, yeah. but that's like a good point about the mummy in that, People love The Mummy, mm. and The Mummy's a great movie, but, like, it's never going to be as enduring as Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, no. Like, if you want to watch that classic adventure yeah. movie, you're just going to watch Indiana Jones. I mean, mostly because it, it takes a lot from Indiana <laughs> Like, it does take yeah. a lot from Indiana Jones. It came after Indiana Jones, and it's fun. Yeah. And, like, there's some really cool cool moments in it, and it obviously leans way more into, like, the Egyptian, like, mummy-style things than Indiana Jones mm-hmm. does. They, like, spread their themes out more. Yeah. But... Yeah, it owes a lot to Indiana Jones, so I think that's a big reason why it's Indiana Jones remembered more probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Mummy's still still great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, Mask of Zorro is also just so fun. It's just it's so fun. I miss like I mean t- I mean Tom Cruise is bringing this back, but practical like stunt work is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like watching um, watching Zorro like ride two horses at once with his <laughs> fucking nuts just yeah. standing on both of them. And, like, that actually happened. It wasn't fucking CGI. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's so cool. Well, speaking of CGI, we have to rekindle our conversation about the holdovers Uh, that we were having before this. CGI. (laughs) The holdovers. Everyone talks about those two things together. I know. So this is a movie you said I would love, and then I was like, that was fine. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. failed. I I did like it a lot. (laughs) Um, And, like, I get get why people like it a lot, because it... I feel like we don't get Christmas movies anymore. Yeah. And and this felt like a real genuine Christmas movie. This is not like, you know, it's not desperately trying to be a Christmas movie, but it fits the vibe so well. Yeah. I do take an issue because, hold on, let me check Letterboxd real quick to make sure I'm not talking out my ass. Um, The movie is called The Holdovers with an S, correct? Mm -hmm. Hold on. John is taking off his jacket. It's hot. Yes. The holdovers. Yes. With an S. There is one holdover. <laughs> they, I they, think technically the teacher is considered a holdover. Okay. I think they're con- sure. I get. I mean, on the poster, there's the the main the three, three people. Yeah. Okay. But like this movie, genuinely, at a certain point, felt like whoever was writing the script was like. I don't know what to do with these fucking kids. <laughs> they get on a helicopter. They leave. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I actually kind of agree with this. I think I okay because they. 
in the part the part of the movie right before they leave they like really like hit into some emotions that i'm like oh like i like this group of people i like i want to see them interact together more and Uh then they just ship them all off yeah and there's only one guy left so i was like i remember in the theater being like sad being like dang i wish you just kept these people around yeah and then i quickly forgot about that and was Mm -hmm. charmed by the rest of the movie regardless yeah so. no the rest of the movie holds its own um it, it's just it has such a classic setup of like this is going to be like a breakfast club or a yeah. dead poet society or whatever like this group of kids who are like probably would never get along under normal circumstances are going to stay together over christmas and they're going to you know become friends and the teacher's going to learn something and they're going to learn something and then they all get on a helicopter because <laughs> <laughs> like they have that scene with like the korean kid and he's like i miss my family yeah. and i had a nightmare and you're like oh this kid's got so much to deal with and he leaves yeah he uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll deal with it on the, yeah. on the mountain <laughs> no he's gonna fucking shred the gnar yeah, that's and... how you get rid that's the best way to get rid of your your feelings shred the gnar <laughs> yeah that's the whole moral of this story i would love to see the the sister movie to this <laughs> where they go to the ski resort <laughs> they go to the ski that resort and it's like a, a classic ski movie yep. <laughs> where they have to like save the resort from the yep. the evil guy who's gonna buy it and like turn it into an oil field yep um holdovers part two yeah <laughs> Hold, i guess well, these be, aren't the holdovers anymore they yeah the, it will be like the holdovers one and a half yeah. like the lion oh, king yeah, i don't like the lion king we gotta see what happens um but no i i like once you they whittled it down to like that core three characters it still worked very well and mm-hmm. like the character stuff was all great um and paul giamatti of course is like fantastic He's so good in this movie like so more. good this movie made me realize man where's he been i need more yeah that's that's what's so weird is paul giamatti is just kind of like not done a ton of really big stuff and he's so good he's one of my favorites he's one of my dad's favorites too my dad does not like movies he liked this movie yeah it's very very rare to hear him say that that was good yeah (laughs) that was crazy when he said that my whole family was like what (laughs) he thought that was good yeah (laughs) that's impossible okay okay. sure (laughs) sure this must be the best movie favorite it must be his favorite movie since like the 80s he only likes 80s movies i feel like so that is a very dad thing but he didn't he likes such i mean both my mom went to see star wars fell asleep in the theater my dad never has never seen star wars in his life oh wow (laughs) but he likes 80s movies okay 90s movies yeah which is interesting yeah i I liked the 70s aesthetic of it like star yeah. the old uh movie logos and just sort of the vibes were very nice um but yeah watching it i was i was waiting for like the moment where i'm like this is where you're getting the oscar uh, and then the movie just kind of continues to be itself the yeah, whole time it's just itself yeah I don't know, it's not bradley coopering it here <laughs> no that's and that's the thing i will say what's really great about paul giamatti's performance is so rarely do we get someone nominated for an asking acting oscar where they're just a guy yeah usually you, you <laughs> just a fucking guy it, it feels like the prerequisite for getting the act, acting oscar is you have to like scream and cry and do this whole big emotional scene yeah you know that like when they play the little clips when they announce the nominees at the oscars you're gonna see yeah. bradley cooper at the piano yeah. and him conducting and sweating oh, yeah. and him crying holding a pillow because his wife is dead yeah. um and then Paul Giamatti. He's just going to call someone penis cancer. And yeah, exactly. He's just like, he's just a dude. And he's so convincingly that guy. Yeah. You understand why he gets the acting Oscar. Mm-hmm. And like that in itself takes so much skill mm-hmm. that is that exists in subtlety and not these big, ridiculous acting yeah. moments. Yeah, exactly. You know, he doesn't have to be uh, Killian Murphy, like touching his temple yeah. <laughs> because he made the atom bomb. 
God, I can just see that that frame in my head. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking imbued in my head. You, for... you know exactly what they're playing at the Oscars yep. for that no nomination. Doubt. They only play that. Yeah. For like 10 <laughs> seconds. Yep. They put it on loop for a little while. Yeah. Killian Murphy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm for my boy Paul Giamatti, baby. Yeah, no, I would love it. If Zach can't get it, then I'll I'll root for Paul. Yeah, hell yeah. I also like that his character's name was Paul. Yeah, that must have been very easy for him. Helped a lot. Helped yeah. me a lot. You know, I was like, yeah, that's Paul. Yeah, makes it easier. More more movies should do that. Yeah. Honestly. Also went to the premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Um, and they obviously they also do that. That's why I I thought of that everyone's name is their actual name. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy easy to, except Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that was cra- That's like the first. I feel like that's the first premiere I've ever been to. But that was just it's such a nuts experience to like. Mm-hmm. Miriam works for Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's how I got in. She, they sent out a Slack message and they had like, I think about four rows reserved for just Warner Brothers employees. Mm-hmm. So it was like first come first serve. Like, and she happened to reply the, to the Slack message very quickly, despite the fact she has never seen an episode of Curb in her entire life. Oh wow! <laughs> she just saw premiere and was like, absolutely, I want to go to a, a premiere. Yeah, well, of course. But it's just nuts that I just got to be there for the final season of Curb. Like, that was also the special thing. Was yeah. It was the final season. Larry went up before and, like, made this super funny, like, speech. And I was like, damn, that's, like, kind of a historic moment. This is, like, the last time he'll do that for yeah. Curb, which was which was nuts. There was, I mean, uh, there were tons of famous people there, which was crazy. You lo- you would look at a person and you could tell, like, I wouldn't, re- I don't recognize them. I just think they're a regular person, but they're like looking at me nervously, like I'm about to recognize them or something. Oh, really? Like, that's how I felt all night looking at everybody. They were like, a f- I was like, is this person famous? Do well, I know them? They were probably doing the same to you. They're like, oh yeah. shit, that guy's, oh, shit. that guy's pretty hot. He must be famous. <laughs> he's gotta be fucking famous. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, the creator was there, which is nuts. I guess he's just a huge fan of Curb and, mm-hmm and larry invited him he like sprinted out of the theater when it was over (laughs) and like me and Miriam also kind of went out quickly because we just we were tired and wanted to we also wanted to take a picture at the red carpet because it was open now oh yeah so we took a picture there Mm. and then we got outside and there was some like fucking asshole guy with a camera just like yelling at people and like yeah fucking tyler the creator was like walking down to a to go to his car he was like yelling like tyler 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 oh my god how was it how was it i was like god damn it like he doesn't want to talk to you and he was like asking like random people like give me anything please tell me how it was tell me how it was oh my god this this comes out this weekend this comes out sunday like just watch it but we got to see two episodes it was great yeah i i guess yeah i've never been to a premiere because i've i've never seen like the paparazzi in like full scumbag mode yeah that was nuts Um, it was so annoying i've been privileged enough to go to a lot of like rich people places where i don't belong yeah um but i don't i've never made the premiere i gotta do that yeah. at some point i feel like in la like your work will sometimes just get you there somehow yeah. like you'll get to some fucking party or some yeah. mansion thing mm-hmm. i remember my early years at echo fox like rick got us to like some mansion parties and shit like that oh yeah during yeah. my internship there and i was just mm-hmm. like damn this is nuts yeah but yeah that was fun we saw like episode one of the season which was gr- which was great and episode seven which was good mm-hmm. and I'm excited for the season last season yeah I got a I watched a, a decent amount of curb for a while and then I had to stop because this show gave me too much anxiety it's very anxious <laughs> because <laughs> the first episode was so there was so much happening yeah <laughs> I, I had full anxiety yeah well because like it's like how you talked about Bo is afraid where it like related to yeah. all your weird niche oh, yeah. anxieties that's curb for me absolutely that show is just about everyone being the most unreasonable a person possibly could be. Yep. And it's everything 
it's literally that first episode of Curb ever where he has the little like pants boner. Yeah. And he's like, oh, people are going to think I have a boner, yeah. which is an absurd thought. Yeah. But then in, in the shows, I was like, this guy's got a boner, <laughs> yeah. which is very funny. But I'm like, oh, God. It that is literally all, it's all your worst fears coming yeah. true. Yeah. Just everyone is just exaggerated to the max. And mm-hmm. everyone points out all those little things that you're like yeah. secretly thinking about or embarrassed. Or about. he's like interacts with the little girl and the little girl is just like constantly like yelling that he touched her yeah. or like that he like <laughs> yeah. killed her doll or whatever yeah, he's yeah, like i yeah. didn't do anything that's a classic yeah yeah i mean the show's just crazy <laughs> yeah yeah but i i gotta get back on curve because it is very funny it is super funny i think it's like less i mean these two episodes i think were less anxiety inducing because it mm-hmm. just gets i don't know it is like cathartic because larry like I think the earlier seasons, Larry does just get like fucked kind of by mm-hmm. all these awkward things. But now he's like fully fighting fucking back. And, <laughs> oh, that's like, good. Yeah. It's like yelling back at people or like, mm-hmm. it's just constant. If he's, if he's being wronged, he's just like, fuck you. Like, yeah. no, it is your, your fault. You shouldn't have done this or that's something. That's great. So I love that for cathartic. Larry David. Yeah. It's a little more cathartic. I think he, I mean, he does the show to like, he, he's even said he just does it because he wishes he could say this shit in real life but he can't yeah because he's just too polite <laughs> yeah <laughs> doesn't want to yell at people um but yeah that was fun that wasn't a movie but mm-hmm. um <sighs> are we gonna move on to iron claw i think i think it might be time i'm like okay. i mean i have a shit ton of movies but i don't well, john i i have news before we get to iron claw okay give I, me news. I told you i was workshopping a new segment oh yeah a new segment holy show. shit i told you it might vaguely be about movies okay vaguely um, now john you you said to me in a conversation a few weeks ago that you wish uh that you could impart 1000 pieces of knowledge uh, onto humanity in your lifetime of but course you, you don't really have a forum to do that no so i've devised a new segment that i am going to call 1000 questions with john george holy fuck that's so many <laughs> that's so many so is from, this like over time yes or like this is over don't worry. I, okay. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> all right yeah we're already at an hour but yeah, well, okay let's get started next three days uh <laughs> i'm i'm calling this and now I will ask you one question per episode. Okay. Um, where you will impart your wisdom upon the masses. Sure. Finally. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I do want a thousand things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, and once, you've answered, man, once you've answered, once you've answered 1000 questions, you're free. I'm free. You I can never leave have this to podcast. answer another I can, question again. I can never talk again. Yeah. If I want, cause yeah. I'm, I've completed my mission. You've life. done it. Um, now, uh, as, as the old adage goes, mm-hmm. uh, the journey of 1000 questions starts with a single question. Oh boy. Uh, I've devised a few, so I'll let you choose. Oh, we're um, choosing. It's a choose your own I'll, adventure. It's not always going to be choose your own. Sometimes okay. I'm just going to come in with one. You're going to okay. have to answer. And I'm going to be on the spot. Um, but I, I have two questions. One is about wrestling, which relates to the Iron oh, Claw. Okay. The other is just about the gym. Um, <laughs> okay. and, a, and a question that I've just wanted to ask. Yeah, sure. You want to do the gym one? Um, yeah, let's do the gym. Okay. I, I'm Yeah, wrestling. I've I, I been to my gym phase, not my wrestling phase. Okay. So, let's so y- you go to the gym pretty consistently. Yeah. Also, I'm going to have some follow-up questions. Those don't count towards the one. Okay, thousand. yeah, yeah. They're I, just, I, yeah, they're, they're all one question. This question is more of a hypothetical, but. It's like an and me. why, you know? Yeah. We, we, it's part of the question. Mm-hmm. So um, you go, you've been going to the gym a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I assume at the gym, you see a lot of like big tough guys there, yeah. right? Yeah. I was yeah. just, the, funny you say that two days ago, I was like. Like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. I was just looking around and I was like, I'm like kind of really small compared to all these fucking people around <laughs> yeah. me right now. This is weird. Um, so, and you also have asthma, correct? Yes. I uh, have asthma. So do you bring your inhaler with you to the gym? No, I don't. No, you don't? Okay. No. And 
so here's my hypothetical you're at the gym there's yeah. a bunch of big tough guys you want to be big just like those of big course. guys you're fucking at the squat rack you know squatting ten thousand yeah. pounds or whatever yeah um let's say the asthma attack comes on oh god yeah. uh now inhalers are definitively for nerds right yeah absolutely do you just fucking do you suck on your fucking inhaler in front of all these dudes yeah do i don't you, know do i you, might get beat up this is risky. Yeah. Do you take the shame of, of being a giant fucking nerd at the gym? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. I dropped my phone. Um, do you, is, or, or do you fucking tough it out? Like I assume even, you uh, die at the end of an ad. What happens if you don't? <laughs> that's, that's also not part of the 1000, but I'm curious. Okay. Um, I think you die if it goes on for too long. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I was always scared of this as a kid. I was mm -hmm. like, cause I read in like a book or something in a doctor's office. Cause I, it was like a specifically a lung doctor or some fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, you better like, this is an asthma attack is a fucking emergency is what they like basically say. Yeah. Which makes me assume like, yeah, if you go, if it goes too long, like you might die. Okay. But I've never like gotten to that point. There was one, a story I'll tell, like mm -hmm. this probably makes my answer to this question bias uh -huh. is one of the first, the first time I was in San Francisco when I was 10 years old, we went on a hike through the redwoods and I forgot my inhaler at, at the place we were staying. Mm -hmm. And I, the hike had just started and I was having an asthma attack and I was as a 10 year old child freaking out. I was like, mom, we need to go home. Like I, cause I had read that thing and I was like, yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. And then my mom very much calmed me down. was like, you're going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. Just like breathe because mm -hmm. like anxiety makes the asthma attack worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I got through like a whole like five hour hike without using my inhaler. Damn. And I was fine. Um, so that experience probably gives me bias where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I probably just, if it was that bad, I would go home or I, I would take the inhaler mm -hmm. in the bathroom maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't take the shame <laughs> or just like, you know, hide it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It feels weird to just like be loud and proud. Just like, <laughs> just yeah. like in front of everyone. See, that might be a good strategy though. Yeah. To be like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> yeah. And just, like, well, fucking. at some point, there was also a point in like my middle school career where I had my inhaler on like a, um, it was like an overnight trip, like in eighth grade that we were doing a camping trip or something. Mm -hmm. And I had my inhaler and one of the coolest kids in my grade saw that I had an inhaler and he was like, oh, can I snag that? And then he was just <laughs> taking puffs from it. What the fuck? And then like doing like smoke tricks or whatever with it. <laughs> <smoke. laughs> that's so amazing. And that's where I was like, wait, this is, having an inhaler is cool. The coolest kid in my grade thinks it's fucking yeah, badass. That's what you should fucking do is <laughs> yeah. like, if you ever have an asthma attack in the gym, just start fucking blowing smoke yeah. Yeah. like Gandalf. It's <laughs> like, holy shit, this guy is sick. He's benching a thousand pounds or some shit. Yeah. Blowing inhaler smoke rings. Yeah. I'm like, no, my, my breathing's not even bad. I'm just smoking. Yeah. Inhalers. You know, it's, well, I mean, an inhaler is literally a steroid for your lungs, yeah, right? Is, so yeah. you'd be like, yeah, you guys aren't even on that yeah. fucking real shit. Yeah, I'm on steroids. You got all your anabolics. I got my fucking lungs yeah. are fucking ripped as shit. They're going to be fucking jacks. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see my goddamn lungs popping out of my freaking <laughs> yeah. ribs. Every time you take a breath, your chest gets like three times bigger. <laughs> no, I'm doing lung day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the deflection. Yep. If you ever have to use your inhaler, be like, oh, it's lung day. It's lung day. Yeah. Got to bring my inhaler. Yeah. Need the steroids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Does well, that answer your question? Yeah. No, that's Good. great. That's Good. the exact sort of answer I needed for 1,000 questions with John George. Sweet. Um, 
So yeah, only 999 to go. I'm I, excited. I have a list going. So this I'm, also means we get we're going to get to a thousand episodes of our podcast. Oh yeah, that's official now. We're we're telling the world <laughs> that yeah. we're aiming for at least a thousand. So, so I, I think <laughs> what the deal is maybe question one thousand should be what did you think of the Barbenheimer double feature? <laughs> <laughs> because that is when. Because that'll be it. Yeah, we're never going to talk about yeah that. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not going to be on the biggies. By the way, everybody, sorry to disappoint. Yeah, sorry guys, they're disqualified. <laughs> they're disqualified. We never saw it um yeah let's talk about the iron claw the All iron right. lung honestly yeah. i was picturing i was picturing being in the iron claw brothers gym puffing an inhaler oh and i yeah. was like they would beat the shit out of me well yeah they have a private gym and their dad bullies them into being strong exactly so if they saw an inhaler they'd be like you're mm-hmm. you're weak and yeah they'd fucking hit me i think the brothers would be fine with it it's the dad who yeah. would be like you don't need that dad pussy would, shit dad would walk in being, yeah. you don't need that pussy shit yeah. and then behind like once the dad leaves like zach Efron would like grab an inhaler for me yeah he'd be, be like, like hey, take a puff buddy. just take a puff man. Blow, blow the smoke rings <laughs> <laughs> if you need it you need it you know yeah um the iron claw man this this movie hit me fucking hard. Yeah. I'm going to be, I, I'm going back on an emotional journey of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not expect to just get emotionally plowed by this movie at the yeah. end of it. Like, holy shit. No, I mean, we, I told Serena I wanted to watch it and she assumed it was a sports comedy. And luckily, <laughs> How? I, from what? <laughs> I, well, she hadn't, I don't think she had really seen a trailer for uh, it. She just knew it was about wrestling. And wrestling is funny. Wrestling <laughs> is, is funny. I, know. Um, <laughs> I get that. But, the idea yeah. of the Iron Claw is fun. Like, that's a funny finisher. Yeah. Like um, but, yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, apparently it's emotionally devastating. And she's like, what? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I thought it was a funny movie about wrestling. Nope. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, obviously you have a deeper connection to the Iron Claw than I do. I still loved the Iron Claw yeah. as a movie. Um, Which is nuts. Only children aren't allowed to like this movie, BB. No, so I, mean, I don't get it. Yeah, you to me, it was a, a comedy. <laughs> I, I was like, this is You're fucking like, hilarious. Yeah, that's why you gave it so high. You're like, God, that's yeah. the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's so funny. Um, Making but yeah. fun of people with, with siblings. That's so funny. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> well, at the end of the movie, he is an only child. Yeah, so true. So I was like, what a victory for this guy. You start cheering. You're like, yeah, only yeah. children. <laughs> represent. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, my only child representation. Yeah. Are, do people make movie about only children? I don't know. Like fucking Veruca Salt from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Is Matilda an only child? I don't know. I feel like Matilda has... Maybe not. Yeah. I can't remember. I just... She has a dog, right? Maybe. A dog is not a sibling. No. (laughs) It doesn't count. Yeah. I can't remember if Matilda has an only child. Roald Dahl, maybe. That's also Roald Dahl. Does Roald Dahl just like only children? Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Charlie's an only child. That's true. And he gets the Chocolate Factory. He gets the Chocolate Factory. But Veruca Salt's the other only child, and she's spoiled brat. Yeah, she sucks. So Roald Dahl either thinks that only children are the worst or the best oh okay so where do you land baby i think pretty good <laughs> I, i've <laughs> actually through my life it. been told by many different people that i don't seem like an only child you definitely don't you seem like you have brother yeah you have a, you, or you seem like you have a younger sister i think what it was is i was bullied a lot uh, <laughs> so just basically you like so you had a i got the experience <laughs> yeah um I think that's like a key aspect of it for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think that's the experience that only children are missing. So if you yeah. are like a nerd only child who mm-hmm. gets bullied in school, like that's 
that's fine. You, yeah. You're basically, you basically have siblings, but yeah, no. And I've, I've also met only children who do very much have the vibe of oh, yeah. like, they're an only child. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. Like you were definitely mommy's special boy. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, watching this movie, I'm like, maybe I'm glad I don't have brothers. Yeah. That seems really hard. Painful. Yeah. It's painful. Um, especially when your parents suck. Yeah. Both of the parents sucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk, a, like, we can get into the, the plot of this bad boy. Um, the most shocking thing I think right out the beginning of the movie was him power ranking his sons. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I, I laughed at that. And then I was like, wait, that's fucked. Kind of fucked yeah. up. Well, he was serious about <laughs> yeah. it. Like, that's something like a dad says as a joke. Yeah. But this guy was like, no, I have a ranking of my sons. Yeah. And you can go up and down yeah. depending on how well you perform. I mean, and that's like how the WWE actually works. It happens in like, I have the WWE 2K video game. And they in that game, they do actually have power rankings where like, yeah, you can work your way up. And if you get to number one, you can challenge for the belt. But I think mm-hmm. that is how it works in the behind the scenes, too. Like yeah. they literally power rank the wrestlers to like be like, OK, you're doing well, like you'll move up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So his dad is just doing that with his children. Yeah, I know it's like that's <laughs> fine. And like a job because he explains yeah. it in the movie, like it's a job. And if I do well at my job, I get promoted. Yeah, but probably not great for your brothers and father. No. I would say not. Yeah. <laughs> just to power rank your children. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if you just sit and dad at breakfast one day and your dad was like, well, John's my favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, for me, I'm, I'm so used to like ranking my movies at the end of the year. So it'd be like an end of the year children list. Oh, me. yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Number one, John. Yep. <laughs> number two, you had a bad 2023. <laughs> Sid. You, you had a Sid George. Sid George. Yeah, that's yeah. Sid. From oh. Ice Age. I'm going to name him after the Ice Age guy. Oh, I, you're talking about your children. Yeah, my children. Okay. I'm going to power rank them. Okay, the I, the I was going through the lens of your father. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, you had a bad you had a bad 2020, 2028, Sid. You, know. you failed kindergarten. Yeah. This you know, is a bad one for you. you. Know, listen, Persephone George, you were <laughs> you were going to be the the captain of the gymnastics team, and you couldn't it, quite you failed, make it. Yeah, so. so that's a three from your 2029. Yeah. yeah, but maybe 2030 could be better for you. Maybe you could have a number one <laughs> yeah. spot. We'll bump you up to the number one yeah. seat. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's like, what's interesting about the movie is there is like not obvious abuse. I feel like a lot of movies with parent-child relationships like that rely so much on like beating essentially like verbal abuse or like just hitting the kid or whatever and there's really not any of that it's more subtle in this movie and and i think that's what makes it so interesting and kind of like gripping in a way is that like the dad is so nonchalant and has like wields so much power over his kids without ever like really doing anything so over the top or dramatic it's Mm -hmm. just all these little things that like really pushes them over the edge yeah and that's how like the manipulation kind of fucking works and how like yeah. Zach Efron all these characters still they'd love their family like that's their number one priority that's their number mm-hmm. one thing is they all love their family yeah and if their dad was like obviously like abusive or physically abusive I don't think their characters or like in real life they would have stuck around for long yeah and that's like a big part of the family and why they stuck around is like yeah the dad like clearly is just like um, manipulating and being being abusive in a very subtle way mm-hmm. where, yeah, you, you don't outwardly notice it unless you're on the outside. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it feels very much like a reflection on like a childhood and like the life. Yeah. Um, 
in that like in the moment you don't see anything wrong and then when you think back on it you're like oh, yeah wait, that's like, wait that was kind of fucked up any power rank does yeah. at, at, at breakfast that yeah and then you go back and you notice all these little things and you're like oh my god wait i had a bad father yeah, exactly <laughs> shit you're like you you think it's just normal and then you talk to other people and you're like wait what the fuck yeah <laughs> other people are like that's really fucked up and you're like really yeah it's fucked up yeah did, did all fathers not flip a coin to decide their son's future <laughs> that's how it goes you gotta yeah. win the coin toss he's just teaching them at a, at a young age right yeah that's how the nfl works baby yeah um but yeah that was something i really appreciated about the movie that that i think elevated it to a uh, like a higher level um and it is just like so wild to watch all these kids die as like basically direct yeah like issues from their parents mm-hmm. even and, and the parents are like so dismissive of them every time they're like hey can you talk to like so and so he's having a hard time like your brothers just figure it out yeah um exactly just really it's, annoying it's it's very like it's devastating in a way to see the mom be like, I don't care. You, you do it. And then continually getting devastated when they die Yeah, <laughs> and like acting like she's a victim. And it's like, yeah, well the thing is like, there's a scene in the movie where they have the first funeral for the son and then they have the next funeral for the next son. And she's looking at her funeral dress and she's like, I can't wear the same dress. And I'm like, that's what you're concerned about. That's exactly it, what Miriam said. She was yeah. Like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. To be like, Oh, I don't want to see people. I don't want people to see me wearing the same dress at the second funeral for my son. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, But yeah, Zach gives an incredible performance in this. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, you didn't think he had it. Seeing his career from High School Musical to this. To like Neighbors, to like all this other comedic stuff. He did a bunch of comedies. Yeah. And this is, I feel like this, I mean, he probably has another dramatic role in there, but feels like this is the first time he's tried to be honest yeah. like, i feel like he hasn't really tried much yeah i mean i feel like if you're gonna get that fucking massive yeah. you kind of gotta try yeah Ugh, those guys got freaking massive yeah. great cast by the way oh yeah um, not only zach efron but jeremy allen white and mm-hmm. harris dickinson who i've been i mean he was the first time i saw him in a movie was triangle of sadness last year mm-hmm. and he's in um he's in this one and then he's in another movie called scrapper that's a british movie oh, okay that i think he's really good in too um that i saw recently but he's just been he's been he's he's quickly uh finding his way into my heart i, I do like harris dickinson yeah um yeah all the brothers are great here um but yeah so it it also does like a good examination of wrestling. I feel like as a sport, mm-hmm. um, you do like really grow to appreciate like the work and the effort that yeah. goes into that whole thing. I love the guy who played, um, Oh, what's his name? The woo guy. Shit. Um, uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah. He is. I was going to say Jake, the snake Roberts, but I was like, no, no I was thinking it. Randy Orton, but I was like, no, that's not, <laughs> he wasn't around yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rick, the guy who played Ric Flair, like nailed him. Yeah. Like watching old clips of Ric Flair, like it's the same, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. And I love, I just love the idea of the iron claw. It's such yeah. a great finisher. It is a really good finisher. <laughs> it is like such a quintessential wrestling Yeah, where you see it and you're like, damn, he's really getting it. And you're like, oh wait, that's, he's just holding his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I like how, I, I do like how this movie didn't like try to make fun of wrestling or disrespect it at all but like tried to like show why these people would be this invested in it yeah i guess which is really really good i mean even talking to people about this movie i feel like i've talked to many people about wrestling recently maybe mm-hmm. because of this movie or something but yeah 
yeah, more and more I like feel like I have to explain like, yeah, it's obviously it's fake, but like it's about a little more than that. It yeah. just becomes like entertain. It becomes like almost like movies or other entertainment. Like you're you're there for like a fun story, fun sports storyline. Yeah, it's like these guys are characters. Yeah, exactly. And they all they have their special names and their special moves. Yeah, and like even if stuff is predetermined, like they're yeah. still taking the hit. They're still fucking. It's still. I mean, if they're jumping off a ladder, they're actually jumping off a fucking ladder. Like yeah. that. That shit's still crazy and people yeah. actually get injured and like hurt themselves and yeah you still don't know who's gonna win like, exactly you that's don't, the thing yeah you still don't know even though it's predetermined it's written like you're still like i mean we're not mad at movies for being fake yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just the same thing as that obviously there's a bit of different connotation around it because it's like a sport mm-hmm. but and sports i mean we we all would hate if all sports were scripted yeah but um yeah I, I think uh, I think this movie does a good job at that for sure, yeah. and explaining like the power rankings aspect and all that, mm. and get, getting promoted. And, and I, I like that they never really go into this idea of it being fake. They do have one scene where you, the guys are like talking, coordinating what they're gonna do. Yeah, like once they get out there, um, they never have to like lay it lay it out for the audience. I guess yeah, they never no. like think like oh we just have to tell them straight up they they present the wrestling matches in a way that you would actually watch them where like you don't necessarily know the outcome Mm -hmm. and like they're still doing all the stunts and like i I like when zach efron's fighting rick flair and he like way overdoes the iron claw yeah um and there's still like there's still unscripted stuff in wrestling like that that actually happens like people get emotional and decide to fucking just iron claw someone for way too long yeah rick flair's like this is not a part of the script man what are you fucking doing well well, it's funny is that when that was happening serena leaned over to me she's like oh he's gonna kill him (laughs) i was like hold on hold on serena's cooking that yeah, would have been yeah, good and like that's that's what makes wrestling so great because yeah. in that moment the way they've seen a shot it does kind of seem like yeah. he's gonna kill him yeah and then you have to stop and be like wait it's the iron claw he's just like squeezing his yeah. head like, <laughs> he's gonna, oh he's gonna fucking kill him yeah um, um yeah it was just, great after this after that scene too in the locker room just like seeing rick <laughs> just after like getting like fucking destroyed by him just like talking to him like man you were good in there man that was yeah. really good he's like i'll fight you any day <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah, that was that's the fun stuff. I guess we can talk about the extremely sad <laughs> yeah. stuff. Tons of sad stuff um, in this movie. Yeah, no, the brother who like gets brain damage is probably I feel like hit me the hardest in a way. Oh yeah. Just like as someone who who for like a lot of my life was a musician, mm-hmm. that's like one of the most devastating things that yeah. can happen to a musician is like can't play music anymore. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, that is tough. Um that was super sad. So like a hundred percent i was like yeah i i like he shouldn't have done it but like i get it yeah um i i had a conductor when i was in in high school i was at like an all-state band and he was talking about his daughter she's like yeah she plays the cello she was a beautiful cellist she practiced too much and like blew out her elbow wow no more cello that's and that's it like yeah it's fucked it's such an insane thing it's they do such a good job where he's like playing at the party mm-hmm. and then the contrast between him like brain damage like he can't control his limbs very well and yeah. all that yep um yeah that one was sad yeah i mean it's they're all sad yeah it's it's nuts how they literally had to like take out a whole brother who I also know, yeah. died because they thought that it was just too sad to be believable if they had another person die in it mm-hmm. which yeah i mean this movie is like it's crazy that all this actually happened like it's fucking 
the curse is real, I guess. I know. Well, it's not real. They had yeah. a terrible father. <laughs> that <laughs> That's <was>, fair. <laughs> that was the curse. I mean, even like the Jeremy Allen White's whole scene, just he's like, I'm going to kill myself. And Zach Efron's like, Dad, please. Please help. Please don't let him do that. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. Ugh, yeah, no, it it tears you up inside. I can't imagine like. When you got, because I know when you got to the end of the movie, you immediately texted your brothers. Oh yeah, I mean that's I, like throughout this. I mean the, the journey of this movie is like, is I thought it was good throughout all of it until like, the scene, the scene where um where the brothers are like in the afterlife together and they meet up. Mm-hmm. Fucking got me hard. Yeah. And then the final scene of him of Zach with his with his children and just being like I'm I'm not a brother anymore. Just fucking tore me up to mm-hmm. the point where i like I, I don't know as a brother i was just fucking so sad i'm in a movie theater in public this is like the movie just came out the theater's like fucking full of shit oh yeah and i'm, I'm crying a lot of people are crying at it and i'm like okay well time to get up and go and stop crying mm-hmm. <laughs> like like you <laughs> normally do when you're crying during the credits of, of a movie scene i go to the bathroom and I think about it, the ending again, and I just start fucking crying at the urinal. Oh, no. <laughs> just like at this point, like my body is just so fucking, my brain is so sad that it's like, I don't, I have no shame right now. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. This is the sad, this is so fucking sad. And yeah. just like imagining the idea of both my brothers being dead, is so, especially being an older brother, like, mm-hmm. like Zach Efron's character was like, that's so sad to me. And yeah. I immediately texted my brothers like, yo, I just saw this movie. And I love you guys, and I don't. I miss yeah. you guys. They both live away from me, so I yeah. never get to see them. So I, was, I immediately texted yeah. them that. Yeah, P.S. Please do not wrestle. Yeah, please don't wrestle. <laughs> um, but yeah, my brother. Yeah, my brother eventually saw it, and my mom saw it, and mm-hmm. they both also fucking cried their eyes out and yeah. texted me after they saw it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was the part of the movie that just elevated for me. I think it was like a solid four stars, and mm-hmm. then I. I was like, well, a movie this year, I don't know if a movie in my lifetime has made me like emotionally break down as hard as that. Yeah. Like it's been since Inside Inside Out might have been the last movie that made me just cry that. And I didn't even at the theater the first time, I didn't even cry that much during Inside Out, just like during Bing Bong and the ending. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stopped crying almost immediately. It wasn't until like subsequent viewings where I'd like hear the Inside Out song and I would immediately cry. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm conditioned like a dog to well, fucking cry. At don't it. worry. You got Inside Out 2 coming. Oh boy. I'm sure that'll hit just as hard. Yeah. <laughs> we got so anxiety scared. now. I'm so scared. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they should, uh, hopefully they talk about the anxiety I have about this movie. Oh yeah. And how much I... Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's uh, no big deal. I'll still have the first one. Yeah, I know. It doesn't take away from the first one. No, unless they do something really stupid. And I, yeah, I don't know. I do think the premise, like, it offers a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you can you can keep aging the girl up. You can keep like, and there are different aspects of of life as you grow older that you yeah. can add to it. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they want to make a sequel out of this one. But Pixar sequels are just such garbage <laughs> so I, I just don't i don't have any faith in it p doctor's not involved i had just that's one of the bigger reasons too oh uh, yeah so yeah i'm scared for that one but we'll yeah see. we'll see i i mean i don't even know if i'll see it maybe we can review it for the podcast yeah i'll probably end up see i don't know if the reviews are bad then i probably just won't see it yeah 
because I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to ruin the image of Inside Out in my mind, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> With the yeah. sequel. You're going to be like all those guys who saw Last Jedi and had a meltdown. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> You're going to go to the internet and just fucking lose it. Yeah. For seven years. I will. For seven years. I'll be like, I still, so Reddit, I, we're done talking about the Iron Claw. It's five out of five. Great movie. Um, I, I, Reddit has been doing this thing where it, it pushes like subreddits you're not involved with. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It has been doing that. And like, All right, turn that off, actually. You could turn that off, oh, by the way. I might do that. Usually it's fine. Um, I've been getting a lot of the Marvel Snap subreddit. Uh, and I'm like, that's fine. I like that. Yeah. Um, but I've been getting this other subreddit for this like YouTuber who is like that guy who like makes ten hour complaining videos about, about the Last Jedi, <laughs> about Only. Last Jedi, and like other Star Wars and of course. other stuff. And and I can't was like, help it. I can't stop myself from clicking on that shit. Yeah. I just like <laughs> you just want to see the comments. Don't see seem real to me. No, I'm just going. I'm like y'all are still mad. Yeah. It's crazy. I and mean, I know people in real life. I mean, my friend Michael, who's been on this podcast, yeah. it's the Last Jedi. He doesn't like continually every time i talk to him he's not like the last jedi is pissing me off again yeah i know <laughs> he's and like over it it's been like forever it's six years since yeah. this has happened guys and they're so defensive about it like <laughs> they'll literally like find tweets of people who like aren't even necessarily talking about this youtuber they'll be like isn't it annoying when someone makes like a 10-hour video about a two-hour movie uh, specifically like complaining yeah. about a two-hour yeah. movie that came out seven years ago yeah and they're like oh are you not allowed to criticize anything anymore <laughs> and I'm like, they're silencing us yeah they're silencing our people yeah like you guys you don't have to like it's Man. yeah so i i was just like Maybe I should turn it off, but every so I've just every so often I'm like I want to I want to hurt myself Honestly, a little. Yeah. I, I would go there just to laugh at them. I do find yeah. it. I found it when I first saw Last Jedi. I did find it funny because I wasn't a Star Wars fan, so I did find it funny when my Star Wars fan friends were very upset. Yeah, because that was funny to me that they cared about something like so much that one yeah. movie would ruin it for them. Because that was my thing. I came out of the Last Jedi and liked it. I guess we're now we're talking about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I came out and liked it. Uh, and then I went on the internet and saw everyone was yeah. like losing their fucking mind. But like, there are people who, when I talk about this, I'm like, these people, I think genuinely believe that Luke Skywalker is their dad because <laughs> the way they act about last Jedi is yeah. like, they killed their father. This man killed Ryan Johnson killed my father. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's arrested. I, my dad was the coolest, most badass Jedi motherfucker and on the planet. And now, he drinks and now he's milk. Yeah. And now my he's sad drink and milk. drinks milk. <laughs> and so milk's bad for you. If you're an adult. Yeah. Um, my dad's not stupid. So yeah, that's like I I had to unsubscribe from r slash gaming circle jerk because mm. what they do is they make fun of those kinds of people yeah, who like yeah. get mad about stupid video game stuff. Yeah. But I, I got to a point where I realized I'm like, oh, I'm I'm still like seeing all of the negativity. Yeah, exactly. it's just being packaged in a different form. Yeah. So I was like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I I can't. That's the problem with subreddits in general is like you'll get into a really niche thing. And then the subreddit becomes like 80% complaints. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I liked this thing before. And I'm only seeing people complain about it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's that's just what happens like naturally with like, I get into a new thing, like new thing, Pal World is what I'm into right now. Yeah. Video game wise. So I mm -hmm. sub to the subreddit and I can slowly see it turning into complaining. Yeah. Slowly as time goes on, more and more posts I'm seeing on my feed now mm -hmm. are like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, we're starting to get to the point of the game cycle where people just start not liking the game. Yeah. Which happens like... 
pretty uh, there are like certain games that it just doesn't happen for like yeah. any zelda subreddit is fine like everyone loves the games there no one's complaining although tears of the kingdom subreddit got fucking annoying at some point yeah where people were like the game's not as good as i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it would just be over and over yeah that's, so it uh, just happens on reddit it's yeah so that's why you, if i have a niche interest now i just i just let myself enjoy it yeah i, I don't engage with the online community yeah. anymore i was just subbing to power world because there was like legit good tips and now i want yeah. to unsub because i'm like okay now people are just complaining about the game yeah which i unsubbed to overwatch i unsubbed to like so many fucking things i was just like it's just people complaining at this point it's really yeah. annoying well, you know what subscription will never fail you is a subscription to to big boy movies. <laughs> I thought you were going to read an ad for it. I was like, we're sponsored? <laughs> hey, hey, have you heard about SeatGeek? <laughs> they support your mo- local mathletes. <laughs> and also big boy movies brought to you by SeatGeek. <laughs> I was like, wow, we got a sponsorship. Yeah, I didn't tell you about it. I okay, just came cool. in with it. Nice. Um, subscribe. I, I don't know if you can subscribe to big boy movies, but if you can, you better do it. Please. Um, or... Or I'll give you the iron claw. Yeah, or you're last on my power rankings. Yeah, and that's that's a we a should power rank list. our fans. Holy shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. If you listen, I don't know how you'll contact us because we don't do a lot of social. But if you can contact us, be like, I want to be power ranked in the next episode. And we'll do it. We'll power rank all our fans. Yeah. Anyone in the headcom yeah. Discord who's still listening to this? I play a lot. I play fantasy football with a lot of them, so I can actually power rank them. Okay. Based off how I think they act in our fantasy football league. All right. Well, until next time, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>